All right, welcome to another segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host, Eve Vandervliet, here with the trusted canine, Woody, who always says, woof, because he's a dog, y'all. He can't talk, but you know what he would say if he could talk. Right now, he would say, subscribe, follow, share, like, rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to to help us move up in the algorithms. And if you could be so kind to go over to our website, pblpodcast.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. All right. I want to get right into on the uh, first segment, talk about this article in the Washington Post. This this is unbelievable, this article, just absolutely unbelievable. So let me go through this. There's a lot in here. So this is going to take a little bit of time. So stick with it. You're going to be blown away by what these people are doing. When I say these people, I say the left. As I mentioned before, every presidential election cycle, it seems like they're always saying that the occupant's not going to leave the White House. Now, you've got Hillary Clinton, which I'm sure you've seen that video of her advising Joe Biden to not, not concede or never give in ever. Don't, don't concede no matter what. Don't give in. Don't say he lost. So fight, 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 whatever she was putting it. Just never concede under no circumstances or any condition, I think she said. So the left is setting a stage here. They're setting things up. And now what they're trying to do is they're trying to rally their base. This is what it, that's all it is. So I know we on the right are hearing this and there's some people starting to get a little concerned that's going to be violence after the election. Well, and I know some also are saying that they're, they're, I know there's an article I'm going to go over here in a minute. They're setting up a coup to take over to deny Donald Trump. You know, all this rhetoric of he's not going to leave. They got to get the military involved, the Secret Service involved. And all this is designed is to rally their base because their base is not motivated for Biden. So I know there's a lot of stories out there that have people worried that there's going to be some kind of violent protest afterwards. There'll be violence and all this. I don't think that's going to happen because what happens after the election? All these Antifa goons that are being paid to agitate, and yes, they're being paid to agitate, well, the money dries up. Why are they going to pay them anymore? They're not going to pay them anymore. So what they're going to do is they're going to stop paying them, and they have Antifa goons go back to their mom's basement. So will we have some violence? I'm sure we'll have some. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit, but it'll wane because this happens every election cycle. You can go look up every presidential election cycle and BLM has raises its ugly head tenfold every presidential election cycle. There's a way to search it on Google and you'll see BLM every presidential election because they're agitators. They're paid agitators. Antifa paid agitators. So once Biden loses the election, the money dries up, they go away. But what the, me what the media, I was about to say what the left is doing, but I said the media, which is really the same, so I should say the same thing. What the media and the left are doing is they're riling up the base. They're agitating the base themselves for Biden, for the Democrats, because there's no um, excitement for Biden. And I mentioned uh, on the other day podcast where I drove from Georgia to Florida, zero Biden signs, zero. And I saw tons and tons of Trump signs. People are proudly waving their Trump flags of all ethnicities, by the way. And the Democrats are worried. But this article, this article, this one takes the cake. Uh, the title of this is what's the worst that could happen? The election will likely spark violence and a constitutional crisis. There you go. There's your fear. Uh, the author is Rosa Brooks. 
again, this is out of the Washington Post. September 3rd, 2020 is when it was published. We wanted to know what's the worst thing that could happen to our country during the presidential election. President Trump has broken countless norms and ignored countless laws during his time in office. And while my colleagues and I at the Transition Integrity Project didn't want to lie awake at night contemplating the ways the American experiment can fail, we realized that identifying the most serious risk to our democracy might be the best way to avert a November disaster. So we built a series of war games, sought out some of the most accomplished Republicans, Democrats, civil servants, media experts, pollsters, and strategists around and asked them to imagine what they do in a range of election and transition scenarios. All right, there's one scenario. Um, this isn't from the article. There's one scenario. One guy wins, one guy loses, because right now they're two men. If there was a female, like in 2016, one gal will win or lose, one guy will win or lose. Those are your scenarios. That's it. Nothing else. One guy wins, one guy loses. There are absolute protocol and practices written in in some cases in a lot of cases our constitution of what happens there's pro, there's written into our constitution how the timelines of the vote which i mentioned in the previous episode or segment there are dates that have to be met so there are one of two scenarios that happen one guy loses one guy wins end of story and once one guy loses and one guy wins then the process kicks in that is kicked in now going on 45, this will be 46 times. Well, maybe I forget how many times. We've had 45. Trump is the 45th president, so it'll be another time. So not sure the exact count of how many times this happened, but it's happened this way for a couple of hundred years now. But these numbnuts, they got to put together war room and battle staff strategies. And this part is my favorite part, accomplished Republicans. Wait till you hear who the accomplished Republicans are. All right, here from the article, a landslide for Joe Biden resulted in a relatively relatively orderly transfer of power. You hear that? A landslide. So unless it's a landslide, it's not going to be orderly. But notice she said a landslide. So it has to be a landslide for it to be orderly in these idiots' minds. And yes, they are idiots. Every other scenario we looked at involved street-level violence and political crises. Well, of course they did, because you made it up. They're, 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 all of this is made up. None of this is based on anything but fabrication. This is, this is coming out of the mind of these people who hate Trump. So here, here from the article, picture this. On the morning of Election Day, false stories appear online claiming that Biden has been hospitalized with a life-threatening heart attack and the election has been delayed. Every mainstream news organization reports that the rumors are unfounded, but many Biden supporters confused by the bogus claims stay home. Well, it's because Biden supporters are stupid. You buy into that and you would stay home because you're stupid. From the article, still, by late that night, most major networks have called the election for Biden. Right. Former, the former vice president has won key states and has a slender lead in the national popular vote. And polling experts predict that his lead will grow substantially as Western states count an unusually high number of mail-in ballots. The Electoral College looks secure for Biden, too. But here it is. Here it comes. 
But Trump refuses to concede. This is out of their leftist mind. Alle alleging on Twitter, on Twitter that millions of illegal aliens and dead people have voted in large numbers and that the uncounted ballots are all fake votes. Social media fills with posts from Trump supporters alleging that the election has been stolen in a deep state coup and Trump-friendly pundits on Fox News and OAN echo the message. That's right. Us, 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 you know, conservative rubes, we're going to just follow it. Now, truth be told, on both sides, no matter who wins in the one of only two scenarios there will be, on both sides, you will, if they lose, you will have people saying the election was fake. You just will. You just will. And you know what? There's going to be a little bit of validity because there's always a little election fraud. How widespread? Don't know. But, but candidates have certain rights too. So if, if, if there are questions from both sides, well, Biden's already said he's hired 600 lawyers. Trump has lawyers. Each one is going to going to contest it. I mean, why wouldn't they? That's what happened in 2000. And by the way, there's a lie in 2000. Most of you probably know this, but please share this with everybody so they understand this. There was, the Supreme Court did not hand the victory to Bush. What the Supreme And the Supreme Court did not stop the counting of chads in uh, Florida. What the Supreme Court said was, if you're going to count it one way, you got to count all of it that way. And what the left didn't want is certain counties counted because they knew it would uh, increase the lead for Bush. So it's, it's absolute fabrication and it's a lie and it's a mistruth when people say the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Bush. No, they did not. The Supreme Court simply said, if you're going to count it one way, you got to count it that way in all of the counties and the precincts. If you're going to do a recount, you got to do it in all of them. You can't cherry pick. You can't pick and choose. That's what the left wanted to do. But I digress. Let's get back into this one because this is some good stuff. Uh, soon, Attorney General William P. Barr opens an investigation and unsubstantiated allegations of massive vote by mail fraud and ties between Democratic officials and Antifa. See what they're doing? See, the left, this is why the left is promoting mail-in ballots, is they want to use it as a means to say the election was stolen. They want to muddle it up. So it's more confusing and it's chaotic. This is the left. This is what the left is doing. And you can read between the lines and it's all right here in this one article published in the Washington Post. So uh, let's see. In, in Michigan and Wisconsin, where Biden has won the official vote and Democratic governors have certified slates of pro-Biden electors. The Trump campaign persuades Republican-controlled legislators to send rival pro-Trump slates to Congress for the Electoral College vote. The next week is chaotic. A list of Michigan and Wisconsin electors for Biden circulates on right-wing social media, including photos, home addresses, and false claims that scores of them are in the pay of billionaire George Soros and have been linked to child sex trafficking rings. See what they're doing? They're taking all this current news, all this rhetoric that's out there, and they're making a claim that this is what the right's going to do. It's the first scenario they put out there, by the way. Massive pro-Biden street protests begin demanding that Trump concede. The president tweets that real patriots must show these Antifa terrorists that citizens who love the Second Amendment will never let them steal this election. There you go. So this leftist journalist, air quotes, is suggesting that people on the right or that President Trump will entice people on the right to grab their guns and hit the streets. 
This is crazy. It's nonsense. The conservative side is the peaceful side. The reason we like our guns and the reason we want our guns is to protect us. Protect us from, well, you. Protect us from tyranny. Protect us from the bad guy. We don't have guns because we want to go to the street and just shoot people. No, no, we have guns to protect us from government and from the bad guys. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed. So absolute nonsense that they're throwing this out there. Around the nation, violent Clashes erupt. Several people are injured and killed in multiple incidences through reports conflict about their identities and who started the violence. Meanwhile, Trump declares that useless un that unless this carnage end now ends now, he will invoke the Insurrection Act and send our incredibly powerful military and their ominous weapons into the streets to teach these anti-American terrorists a lesson. And they're using this verbiage in quotes here as if Trump is saying it. And he, he's not. This is what they're in their heads they think is going to happen. At the Pentagon, the Joint Chiefs of Staff convene a hurried meeting to discuss the crisis. And that's not even Thanksgiving yet. Unbelievable. It's just, And it goes on and on. So what they're saying, and unless Biden wins big, then it's going to be chaos. Even if Because if Biden doesn't win big, that means that Trump's going to do this, what you just heard. Now, they go on to these other ridiculous scenarios, and it's absolutely ridiculous. But here, let, let me tell you what they did. They put together this task force, and they, they acted out and wrote out these scenarios. And here's what they say. For obvious reasons, we couldn't ask Trump or Biden or their campaign aides to play themselves in these exercises. So we did the next best things. Remember what I said, how they brought in Republicans? Here you go. Here's who they are. We recruited participants with similar backgrounds on the GOP side. Our players included former Republican National Committee Chairman Michael Steele. Michael Steele is no longer Republican. He may be a name only. I hate using rhino terms. Don't like that stuff. But Michael Steele is decidedly on the left. He's realized he can cash out by getting in the media platforms on the left, but he is not. He is not uh, a Republican. And he does not support this president. In fact, he is an absolute never Trumper. And, th and that's who they brought on. Conservative commentator Bill Kristol, never Trumper, and former Kentucky Secretary of State Trey Grayson. On the Democrat side, you're going to love this one. Participants included John Podesta, mm -hmm, chair of Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign, uh, and also an advisor to Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. Donna Brazil, the campaign chair for Al Gore's 2000 presidential run, and Je Jennifer Granholm, former governor of Michigan. So all the people they brought in, uh, all anti-Trumpers, no matter what. The, and none of them are, are pro-Republican or pro-Trump, I should say. You got some Republicans in name only. Yep, the rhinos. But 
unbelievable. They, they, these people think they're legitimate. So in each scenario, Team Trump, the players assigned to simulate the Trump campaign and his elected and appointed allies, was ruthless and unconstrained right out of the gate. Oh, gee, I wonder why. Could it be because the people that you put to play them and to create these scenarios are biased beyond belief? It goes on, and it's absolutely ridiculous. In every exercise, both teams sought to mobilize their supporters to take to the streets. Get that. In every exercise, both teams sought to mobilize their supporters to take to the streets. Team Biden repeatedly called for peaceful protests. Oh, did he? Mm -hmm. While Team Trump encouraged provocateurs to incite violence, then used the resulting chaos to justify sending federalized guard units or active duty military personnel into American cities to restore order. I just can't read any more of that garbage. I mean, Team Trump. They're the ones that are sending in the violence, right? Trump, Trump, Trump. He's such a violent guy. Such absolute nonsense that people listen to this crap and actually believe or buy into any of this crap. Again, this isn't written to conservatives. This isn't written for conservatives. This is written to mobilize the left's base. They know they got a problem. They know they got a problem with no one really being excited about Biden. And the only way that they can get people to the polls, and remember, they, they keep saying here, the only way there won't be violence is if Biden is a landslide victory. That ain't going to happen. Even if Biden wins, he will not have a landslide victory. And they know this. In fact, they know what's going to happen without going through these stupid scenarios. These stupid scenarios are designed to get people to the polls because they know they're in trouble. They know there's no excitement for this candidate. They know Biden is not doing that well in the polls. Yeah, he may be leading in the polls, but historically, when you look at where Hillary Clinton was in the battleground states and in the polls, Biden is underperforming where Hillary Clinton was. And if you're not paying attention, Donald Trump won that election. Hello. They know that. So all this rhetoric you're hearing about a coup, about um, violence in the streets. No. It's just that. It's just rhetoric. And it's not going to happen. There's a, a piece in the American mind. Uh, and I stole this, by the way. Oh, maybe I borrowed it. Maybe I lifted it. But if I give citation, it's not really theft. It's actually standing on the shoulders of giants. I got this from Dan Bongino. I listened to his show the other day. It's called The Coming Coup by Michael Anton. Uh, and it says here, the Democrats are laying the groundwork for revolution right in front of our eyes. What they're doing, they're not. They're, they're, what they're doing is they're mobilizing their base emotionally. They're ginning up the emotion because they know they're losing. They know they're losing. First paragraph out uh, of this piece, as of 2020, as if 2020 were not insane enough already, we now have Democrats and their ruling class masters openly talking about staging a coup. You might have missed it, uh, what with the riots, lockdowns, and other daily mayhem we're forced to endure in this, uh, the most wretched year of my lifetime, that's from the author, and mine too, uh, but it's happening. And he goes on to speak about this group that I just mentioned to you, this article that I just mentioned to you, and what they're doing, how they're laying it out. So you see the blueprint of what the left is doing and what they're thinking, and it's just nonsense. There's also another um, uh, story out of Breitbart, lefts secretly preps for violent unrest if violence or if Biden loses. Well, okay, <sighs> again, I'm not buying into the violence is going to happen. I'm just not going to do it because what is happening 
is the left is losing. Their internal polls have them losing. They know it. And they've got to do something. And they're panicking because they know that they're losing. And they know there's no excitement for this candidate. So they've got to create this false emotion or this false sto- these false stories to gin up emotion to bring out their base. Because the black vote is leaning more and more towards Trump. There, there are, you know, he won 8% last time. There are articles and polls now where he's up in the 30s. Same with the Hispanic vote. Even the Asian polling has ticked up for Trump. So don't fear not. You're going to hear a lot of rhetoric from pundits on TV, from pundits on the radio, from pundits on podcasts that are going to say the left's going to get violent. It's going to be violence. That's all fear-mongering, and a lot of people on the right are getting sucked into this. This is the left. This is the left trying to mobilize the base that they know is not excited about this candidate. And why should they be? Biden's a horrible candidate. Just an absolute horrible candidate. Forget his cognitive decline. You know, just Outside of that, he's a horrible candidate. This is from Breitbart. Joe Biden touts Wall Street support for his plan to abolish American suburbs. And in this article, he talks about He's going to basically uh, pass some legislation, executive orders that would put uh, low-income housing into the suburbs. And what it would do is it would override local codes and jurisdictions and build low-income housing, and that changes the landscape and the profile of the suburbs. This is what Trump just killed not too long ago because Obama did that, and it killed development in the suburbs because developers stopped building homes because they knew people wouldn't buy them if you had Section 8 housing there. Well, Biden's going to bring that back. He's a horrible candidate. Do you want that brought back? I mean, no, nobody wants that brought back. And then you've got the media who is so in the tank for the left. There's a story out here where CNN, this is from uh, Fox News, CNN appears to have altered a widely seen photograph of Joe Biden with his young son to remove the logo of the Washington Redskins. Biden put out a photo with his kid on Father's Day, and the original photo, this looks like photos pretty old, looks like it's from the 80s, had a kid with a, a knit hat on that had the Washington Redskins logo on the hat. Back then, nobody cared, but now, ooh, everybody's woke, cancel culture. They airbrushed it out. So the media is helping as much as they can. But then you got this other story, where, uh, also from Fox News, that Biden and Harris hold no public events, and they took Tuesday off of this week. We're in the home stretch, and they're not even campaigning. They know, the left knows they have a bad candidate. They know they have a horrible, horrible candidate. And then the media, just their lies, their deception, all they're doing is they're trying to make you and me disenfranchised about the election, trying to paint Donald Trump bad, trying to gin up their base's emotion so they go. Here's a story out of The Hill, which is really just a crappy, crappy uh, publication. I mean, the, uh, the, the, the headline is Trump supporters gather without masks in North Carolina despite requests from local GOP officials. Okay, what's wrong with that, E? What's wrong with the headline? They got a picture of Trump in front of the crowd. They're all wearing masks. This is the media. Don't believe anything the media tells you. I mean, they're going to lie, misinform, give you stories like the one I shared earlier to to gin up fear. The media 
is the problem in this country. If the media was honest, if they were useful in any way, they'd report accordingly and we wouldn't have this problem. I mean, I, here you got one. They did a fact check finally on Biden. Uh, I got a couple of fact checks on Biden from the media, which really surprised me. Here's one from PolitiFact. Biden wrong that McDonald's workers can't jump to competing chains. Biden said in a, his awful, awful garden or uh, I don't know, picnic that he had with some union leaders where there's only about four or five of them there distance about. It looked pathetic. But he basically said that uh, that. Fast food workers have a non-compete and can't go across the street and work from McDonald's to Burger King. It's an absolute lie. It's an absolute lie. But here's how they started. Presumptive Democrat nominee Joe Biden showed sympathy for a beleaguered McDonald's worker, but his tough words about the fast food giant got nearly every detail wrong. Oh, how wonderfully written that is. He showed sympathy for this worker, that poor, poor worker. And how about the the, the Edison light bulb flub gaffe that Biden did? Remember at a town hall in Kenosha? Uh, I played it for you in one of my podcasts that he flat out said, you know, a black guy invented the light bulb, not that Edison guy or a black man invented the light bulb, not that Edison guy. <sighs> well, CNN finally did a check, a fact check. I went looking for it. So uh, on Thursday, President Kennedy, Joe Biden claimed that a black man had invented the light bulb, not a white guy named Edison. Biden was at a community meeting in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the site of the recent police shootings of Jacob Blake. He was addressing the ways in which black Americans are stripped from American history and aren't discussed in school. The thing is, though, his facts were a little off. As far as we know, Edison did invent the light bulb. His facts were not a little off. They were way off. In fact, he did a disservice to the man that actually helped propel the light bulb forward that advanced the light bulb. Lewis Howard Latimer is who he was talking about, claiming he invented the light bulb, or the black man. We can only assume that's what Biden was talking about, that it was Lewis Howard Latimer. Lewis Howard Latimer did not invent the light bulb. Edison invented the light bulb. There was a lot of competition to invent the light bulb. Lewis Howard Latimer invented a filament that made the light bulb burn longer. Why? So he totally denigrated that. The man doesn't get the praise that he deserves. And a lie is put out there by a guy running for president of the United States under the Democrat ticket. And the media, while his facts were a little off, they weren't a little off. They were way off. As far as we know, Edison did invent the light. What do you mean as far as you know? Oh, God, it just infuriates me. And then the you know the media I can go on and on and on how the media is so dishonest and that is what we're up against in this election that is what is is what the challenge is so the media is going to lie the media is going to give Biden passes Biden didn't even campaign yesterday and the media gives him a pass. The media is going to help him when he does lie and when he does gaffe. They're going to soften it up for him. And then they're going to scare the pants off of the base for Biden to get him to the polls because Biden can't do it himself because he's such a lackluster candidate whose cheese is thoroughly slid off his cracker. The media is a problem in our country. Now, what do we do about it? Turn them off. The best thing you could do is turn them off. Someone um, on one of my online portals where we're talking about this, someone says, defund the media. And another person goes, How? you can't defund the media. Actually, you can defund the media. And you defund the media by turning them off. That's how you stop this. Hurt them where it counts. 
Put them in their pocketbook. I mean, CNN will dry up if ratings go even more south than they are, and advertisers stop advertising there. They're just an echo chamber. What we really want to have happen is CNN and MSNBC battle for that leftist base because that's all they're doing. So then one not gets knocked out. <clears throat> it is frustrating, though. It is that uh, for me personally, I, I hate when I hear this rhetoric that, you know, the occupant in the White House isn't going to leave. We've had a peaceful transfer of power since the inception of our nation. Every single election cycle. Why would anyone say it's going to change or be different now? Well, I know why they say it because orange man bad. But they're also doing this or they are doing this because they have a horrible candidate and they know it. I'd love to get my hands on their internal polling because I guarantee you it's got them scared to the bathroom. All right. I ran out of time and I wanted to get to um, this COVID Chinese virus thing. So I'm going to put another um, segment out and get to that because I think it's pretty important to cover. And there's some other things too about COVID that I want to cover as well. So uh, look for that segment and I will talk to you guys later. Remember, go to our po- our website, pblpodcast.com. Uh, subscribe, follow, like, share, and rate our podcast on whatever platform it is that you're listening to it on.